surprise, here I am with the first of a handful of bonus episodes. So for season three, I thought it would be fun to have a few short and scrappy bonus segments where I'll pull back the curtain and give you a behind the scenes look at what's happening here at Flourish Careers. Or maybe I'll share some of my flourishing favorites related to work and well-being. To get us started, in honor of the one-year podiversary, I wanted to share some reflections about podcasting itself. So the pitfalls, the peaks, and some guidance that has helped me along the way. This might be helpful if you're thinking of starting a podcast or even if you're interested in the process. So let's get to it. Starting with the podcasting pitfalls. Where do I even start? This has been a journey, friends. So the first and most notable pitfall was when I had no idea the microphone was on my stand backward. So after all the tutorials I read about podcasting, you would have think I'd gotten it right. But nope, I had the microphone facing the wrong way during three recordings. That's right, it was backward and the audio quality was horrific. I had to re-record three episodes three times. I kept recording and sending them to my podcast production editor, Daniel, who is so fabulous. And he kept coming back and saying, hey, something's wrong. These aren't right. And he so kindly offered to hop on Zoom to see what was going on. And literally within two seconds of hopping on Zoom, he noticed that the microphone was on backward. The reason this happened was because I started with a stand, uh, a microphone stand on my desktop And I had switched to this arm that kind of hooks onto the edge of the desk, and it's a lot easier to use. So during that transition of microphone stands is when the microphone was on backward, and I had to re-record multiple times. So that was the pitfall number one that I still laugh about to this day. Next is Murphy's Law. So you know the saying that anything that can go wrong will go wrong? Well, that's been a constant companion in this podcasting path. I will tell you, just when I hit the record button, my neighbor decides it's a perfect time to mow the lawn. Or it's garbage pickup day and they're making all kinds of racket outside my window. Or a dog walks by with a jingly collar and Miss Tula with her deep, dark bark decides that it's the perfect time to protect our house from that dog. So these things have happened more times than I'd like to admit. But I always say, just like anything with heart-based career planning, you must remain agile and adjust as necessary. Now, I wanted to share a misconception. So when I talk to a lot of folks about podcasting, they think, oh, you know, you just talk into a mic, give a few tips and hit record and publish and you're all set. This is a huge misconception. So there are a lot of steps that go into podcasting. So I'm going to share a couple. First is dreaming up a topic. 
Then it's researching, then outlining, planning, recording, downloading from the recording software, editing, uploading into your podcast host, writing the show notes, adding to the blog, scheduling, promoting, all the things. That's just one single episode. And I'm sure that I'm missing a few steps. So it's a lot. And not to mention coordinating calendars and planning to interview another person. So I certainly underestimated how much time and effort it would require. And podcasting is a lot of work. And here's the kicker. It never ends. (laughs) So this isn't a one week or a one month gig unless you're doing some kind of limited series but it's more like signing up for a marathon. So I find myself constantly researching, recording, editing, and promoting, and you got to keep at it. And I knew that. I knew that I was in here for the long haul, which is one of the reasons I decided to break it up into seasons. So by doing that, it allows me a break to catch my breath and think of new and fresh ideas. Once I get into the groove, the time and effort becomes less and less, and it becomes more and more fun. Now, I want to talk about the social media and the comparison game. So when getting started, it felt like a necessary evil for promotion. So social media felt like I had to do it in order to promote the podcast. And quite frankly, it can be a little bit discouraging. And I will tell you, I get a pit in my stomach every single time I share about an episode. But here's what I learned. A lack of engagement on social media does not mean that no one's listening. Some of my most downloaded episodes have the least social media traction. So go figure. There is no correlation. And that really goes with anything on social media from my perspective. Okay, so those are some of the pitfalls when reflecting on the last year, and it's definitely not all bad news. There were so many peaks and delightful moments as well, so I want to share a couple of those with you. First is the Flourishing Together segments. These interview episodes have been so much fun. And I will tell you, I was very nervous to record with others, but I have loved getting to know people on a different level and bringing fresh ideas, voices, and perspectives to all of you. It also opened this very unexpected new door. I feel like there's this secret world of podcasters out there that I never knew existed. So we've done podcast swaps, and it's just been such a blast to expand my network in this way. Engaging with other podcasting professionals feels like making new friends, which can be difficult when you work for yourself, especially as an introvert. The other thing that's been really interesting is that having guests has made it so much easier to promote So for some reason, it is so much easier for me to promote an episode when someone else is involved. I want to tell the world about their book or their coaching program or whatever it is they have going on at the time. So that has been a lot of fun 
and an unexpected way to grow my network. Another thing that's been super fun is reconnecting and hearing from so many of you and my friends and former colleagues, letting me know that a particular episode has resonated. So hearing this feedback has been such a delight. Speaking of feedback, I wanted to share something specific that has been a little fun experiment for me. So if you've noticed, potentially, if you've listened to some of the episodes where I've interviewed others, there are surprise tiny outtakes added to the end of some of the Flourishing Together interview segments. This came about as a way to show the lighter, more human side of interviews. And the reaction to these outtakes has been a little bit of a mixed bag, and it's really fascinating. So for instance, my sister, shout out to Kim, thought that they were a mistake. She said, hey, you know you left these errors in your episode, right? And I had to explain, no, no, those are intentional. They're meant to add a little humor and personality to the show. On the other hand, a handful of you have reached out saying that you heard the surprise at the end and found those tiny snippets funny and that they made you feel more connected. So to me, it adds a layer of authenticity, showing that we're not just voices behind a mic, we're real humans who sometimes break into laughter. So I'm not sure whether those tiny outtakes are a fun snippet or an epic fail, but either way, I love testing new ideas and hearing your thoughts, so please keep the comments coming. Another thing that was completely delightful and totally unexpected is that, believe it or not, some of my episodes resonated with folks and turned into speaking gigs. I am beyond thrilled about this. So if you're part of an organization or an employee resource group and are interested in having a virtual speaker on a topic related to work or well-being, let me know. I would be delighted to support you. So those were some of the peaks and the pitfalls. Now I thought I'd share a couple of tips that have really helped me in the event that you're thinking of starting a podcast. So first and foremost is batching content. So I found that once you get into the flow of recording, going ahead and recording multiple episodes will help maintain a consistent quality and it helps with keeping your mind on one thing versus context switching, which can be really difficult. So definitely batching works wonders. Number two is invest in a podcast editor. I could not do this without the help of Daniel. He's amazing. And so if you want his contact information, go ahead and message me. I would be delighted to share it with you. Tip number three is to record before the day gets out of control. So I like to record my episodes early in the morning. And I found that reading the episode outline the night before and then recording first thing in the morning really helps to keep my head clear and in the same place before everything else starts happening for the day. So that's a behind the scenes look at my first year of podcasting. 
I'll be back in touch occasionally with more of these behind the scenes surprises. In the meantime, you can always count on a new regularly scheduled episode each Wednesday. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for making this last year unforgettable. Your support, feedback, and listening ears make all the highs and lows worthwhile. So here's to another year of pitfalls, peaks, and everything in between. Oh, and before we go, I have a special gift to thank you for being such fabulous listeners. If you've been considering a career change and are interested in my course, Fried to Flourishing, now is the perfect time to jump in. As a special anniversary treat, I'm offering an exclusive $50 discount for podcast listeners. All you have to do is add in the code podcast at checkout to get the discount. I'll add the link to the show notes for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you next time.